Good afternoon, Koto listeners. You are tuned into KOTO Telluride. It is noon, and we are here for our weekly COVID noon update. I am joined by Lindsay Mills, who's the public information consultant for San Miguel County, and it sounds like it's going to be a doozy. <laughs> so, Lindsay, I'm just... Oh, I will note, um, we don't have an interpreter here uh, this afternoon. None of the fine folks who are able to interpret for us were available because they all have busy jobs. Um, so we apologize for that. Lindsay, I'm going to pass the mic to you for whatever whatever updates you have for us. Absolutely. Um, so big, big news and kind of sad news out of the state of Colorado. Um, as of yesterday, there were 1,526 COVID hospitalizations, um, which is, of course, continuing to be the highest since our peak last December. Um, there are 75 ICU beds remaining in the entire state, which is the lowest in the entire across the entire pandemic in the state of Colorado. Um, so, this this spike and peak that we're seeing in cases across the state is occurring much earlier than anticipated um, and not showing any signs of slowing, which is very unfortunate. Um, four of five patients in, hos- in the hospital at present with COVID um, are unvaccinated. We are poised to exceed the pandemic high that occurred last December of 1,847 COVID hospitalizations. Um, the week ending October 31st, there were 213 deaths, which is the highest since the last week of December last year. Um, So not only are we seeing an increase in hospitalizations, we're seeing an increase in COVID deaths as well. Um, The Delta variant is very aggressive and has proven to take a pretty strong hold on the Colorado population at this time. That's not pleasant to hear, if I'm honest. Yeah, so I know there's also been a lot of stuff going on locally. Can you share a little bit? Obviously, that's the statewide picture. What does the San Miguel County picture look like? Absolutely. Um, So uh, about as bleak, unfortunately, um, we are reporting 48 cases locally from last week's caseload update on Thursday through last night. So that's the 12th through the 18th, 48 new cases. Um, There are currently 40 active cases. You'll see all of this come out in our caseload update today. and we are seeing a, an outbreak amongst youths again. So as vaccination became authorized for this five to 11 year old age group just two weeks ago, um, we're still seeing this increase across the state in infections as these, this age group isn't fully vaccinated. So the five to 11 age group, um, when looking at children that are under 18 is the highest rate of infection across the state and the highest rate of infection in Telluride, in the Telluride and San Miguel County area as of right now. How should we, I mean, it's interesting, right? And Grace Franklin has said this, our public health director, that, you know, we're kind of at a point where we're just like more comfortable living with a higher disease burden around us. Because, uh, I mean, those numbers are pretty scary. And if we had had those numbers at this time last year, less numbers than that last year, we were going into level red. So how should we be thinking about where the numbers are and what should we be doing for both like where the numbers at locally and then also on the state level? Yeah, I think, you know, that's one of my favorite things to look at in in a bleak sort of way is that at hospital capacity numbers that we're seeing right now in the mid 90s um, of hospital capacity that is full across the state, 
we would have had state regulation across the state last year. Um, so this would have put us into the red or even theoretically what was the purple um, because of ho statewide hospital capacity issues. So now knowing that vaccines have come into play and we're seeing such protection from the vaccines, um, the state and county level and, you know, the, the local public health agencies can make decisions based on how protected their county is. So public health is traditionally served on a county level rather than a state level. Um, but when the pandemic took, took hold, uh, it was deemed necessary that the state apply regulations. Um, so looking at the success of vaccination in our county, where we have such a high vaccination rate that the majority of our population is protected um, from from the virus at this point. So is there an obviously crystal ball speculation, <laughs> always Lindsay, but you know, what does, you know, we're one of the few counties in the state that still has a mask mandate. Um, what does, what is public health thinking about in terms of like, yes, we have a really high vaccination rate, but a bunch of people are still, you know, near, nearly 50 people in the last week testing positive for COVID. Like, does that mean that public health is going to start thinking about putting more restrictive regulations in place or, or what does that look like, especially as we're going into the winter? Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I think the, the important thing is we all know the tools that are necessary to employ when we're leaving the county, especially. So knowing that our vaccination rate is so high here when we're traveling and that's where we're seeing this current outbreak originating, um, employing uh, your mask procedures in your personal life outside of county is almost more important than in San Miguel County at this time. Um, and it is to protect our unvaccinated population, these five to 11 year olds that are just recently authorized that won't be fully vaccinated, you know, for at least another four weeks at this point. Um, so when considering what we're looking forward to in the winter, knowing that tourism is picking up, I think the, the really important thing is to take a look at where you're going and what's happening in those locations. Um, and our hope, of course, is that when tours, tourists choose to come to San Miguel County this winter, they're considering the current disease burden and the possibility that they could continue to spread the virus throughout the county. For so Grace said yesterday that a large number of the young folks who tested positive that was coming from a sporting event that took place out of county. Can you tell based off of um, the people who have now tested positive locally, does it seem like most of those people are those young people who got it from that event? and then their families, or is it really a spread of it's just, you know, we're not sure where it's coming from across the county? Yeah, so this is this is interesting data to follow, of course. So you see an outbreak occur, and especially in a young age group that can't necessarily take care of themselves at home. Um, we're then seeing that household spread occur. And that's completely natural. You know, parents have to take care of their kids and they're doing the absolute best that they can. Um, the majority of household spread that we're seeing within families is amongst vaccinated um, parents, which is incredible that, 
you know, to choose to be fully vaccinated and protect your kid and hopefully protect yourself. Um, but everybody seems to have been doing the right things. All of um, the kids involved were getting tested. Families getting families involved were getting tested. Everybody was participating beautifully with contact tracing. Um, but yeah, there is this really fairly clear line of data showing that these infections occurred and then spread within the household. Got it. Um, so as we mentioned, holidays are coming up. It's getting colder. Um, what should people, families, individuals be thinking about or doing as, as we head into this more indoor and gathering season? Yeah. So, um, yesterday, Incident Command Director for the state, um, Scott Bookman, mentioned in a press conference that there are many things that we can be doing in the state of Colorado preparing to go into the holiday season um, and knowing that our hospital capacity is so strained at this time. Um, so over the next few weeks, the things that can be done and should be done and our, our Thanksgiving guidance is coming out today. Um, work from home if you have the capability to do so, um, limit contact outside of your immediate family or your pod, um, and wear masks in crowded indoor spaces. And, uh, you know, even so, if you're going to visit at-risk family, um, any family that's unvaccinated at this time or partially vaccinated, especially children, maybe even avoid those crowded indoor spaces at this time. Um, and these are things to do to prepare yourself and your family to travel and potentially gather over the holiday season. Um, as a reminder to our listeners, if you have any questions for Lindsay, please give us a call at 970-728-4333. Lindsay, you mentioned, you know, we can hope that people coming to visit this community will do the right thing and pay attention and be vaccinated and have all the things, all the layers that they should um, to protect themselves and the community. But the reality is we can't know that people are doing that. And so, you know, you've touched on it a little bit already, but, you know, from from the county's perspective, like, okay, we don't have control over what they're doing. We can only have control over what we're doing. What should we be doing? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And, you know, everything has changed, but nothing has changed. And I think that that's the the most important thing to remember. the the pandemic isn't finished with us, unfortunately, while we may be really over it at this point, um, and understandably so. It's exhausting to continue talking about this um, two years in, but when thinking about protective measures, we have expanded testing opportunities, we've expanded booster opportunities, um, vaccine clinics are continuing throughout the month of December and through the end of this month, the CDPHE vaccine bus will be returning. The state of Colorado last week, um, the governor signed an executive order expanding booster access to everybody 18 years of age and older. Um, the greatest protection against severe disease and or death from COVID-19 is the vaccine. Um, And that's proven time and time again in our hospital capacity numbers um, and analyzing who within our COVID case rate is seeing the highest number of infections. And the unvaccinated population is unfortunately that group at this time and has been for many, many months. Um, So when considering, of course, gathering over Thanksgiving, consider, you know, that preparation 
get tested within three days of visiting any family that could potentially be at risk um, to avoid putting them at that potential risk. Um, get tested when you return from your travel or after you've gathered. Um, and that way you can just continue to help contain the spread within and throughout the county. Um, and of course, our, our classic precautionary measures, wash your hands before serving food, before cooking food, while cooking food, um, wear a mask indoors, increase ventilation, celebrate outdoors. Um, for better or for absolute worst, um, we have no snow. The weather has been absolutely gorgeous and not to jinx anything. Um, I'm sorry if I just did, but you know, consider having Thanksgiving lunch and celebrate outdoors, um, set a big table and, you know, just protect people in that way. So the, the tools are in our toolbox and they continue to be the same. So be, continue beating a dead horse at this point, um, or hopefully a dead turkey. <laughs> um, you know, you, you mentioned like, we're all tired of it, mm -hmm. which I think it's, it's, that's a totally fair statement. Um, and, and we know exactly, as you just said, like, we know all the things to do, but there's so there's also this kind of maybe disconnect between what we know to do and then the psychological and like emotional willpower to want to do it. Mm -hmm. So when you think about um, where, like, how should people be thinking about this winter or like feeling about this winter? Do you feel like are we in the same like? Should we be kind of moving? I don't know how I'm trying to say this. I'm waffling my way through. But, um, you know, it was like last November where we were like emotionally, mentally. Should we be gearing up for a winter that's going to be dark <laughs> and maybe a little bit isolating? Um, you know, I, I think this comes back to the fact that vaccines have brought so much more hope. Um, seeing how well they have protected the vaccinated population and how highly vaccinated this population in San Miguel County is, um, I, I don't foresee darkness and isolation in the way that we saw it in, in the 2019-2020, or excuse me, 2020-2021 uh, winter season. Um, there, there won't be as heavy hand of regulation as we saw last winter. Um, the state seems to be holding steady in the push for vaccination over the push for regulation regulation. Um, I think on a, on a county level, we're seeing the mountain towns put some additional um, protective measures in place, similar to ours, indoor mask requirements. Um, the state has just expanded vaccination requirements for large gatherings of 500 people or more. Um, international travel requires vaccination. Um, so I, you know, I think as we see people increasing protection for themselves and others, we're going to see a more hopeful and, you know, still dark due to daylight savings, but um, a, a more normal winter, if you will. It's a very interesting, like, balance of it all sounds horrible, but then also kind of like, well, keep chugging along. Right. <laughs> like it is what that, it is. That's the thing is you have to remember you can only do so much. Um, and when, when it comes down to it, the personal choices that you make affect this community, they affect your family, they affect your friends, they affect your neighbors. So, you know, in choosing to be a part of the solution, um, it, it does bring about a, a bit 
of a brighter outlook, I think. And when you say, um, you know, obviously, like, take all of these precautions as much as possible. But if you are, you know, a group of friends where smaller group, you know, you're three to four people getting together, everybody's fully vaccinated, you don't have any underlying conditions, those sorts of things. You know, is there still that, um, that, that as much of that push of like really be going hardline on these um, precautions or is it more when you're interacting with either folks who are not fully vaccinated or are at risk or what those situations might look like? Yeah, so I, I think that this comes down to that transparency and communication. You know, early in the pandemic, there was this awful, horrible shame associated with potential COVID infection when the reality was at some point you're going to come into contact with it either prior to vaccination or post-vaccination. Your body will either be ready to fight it or immunity could be waning, what have you. So as long as you and your pod are clearly communicating your expectations for each other um, and, you know, ensuring that your guidelines that you set for your group are clear and aligned with each other. It's the same kind of situation as last year. If um, if there's any exposure risk, anything that could have possibly occurred, stay home, isolate until you can get tested. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, the pod mentality with these smaller groups, you're typically finding people that are like minded and um, that approach allows you to protect each other in the way that you best see fit. Yeah, obviously, with what you're saying about hospitalization numbers shows that a lot of people in the state are getting COVID to a point that is very serious and scary. Um, On the local level, we still, I think at the moment, we only have one person who's hospitalized currently. Is Is it feeling like, especially given the number of folks that are vaccinated, does it feel like most folks who are getting it, especially as those breakthrough cases, are still pretty mild? Mm-hmm. So um, the majority of our Delta variant severe COVID cases have been amongst unvaccinated folks. And unfortunately, the five county deaths related to or caused by COVID, um, there were several that were not um, primarily caused by COVID-19 infection, to be clear. Um, those, those five deaths were unvaccinated. Um, so we're seeing the most severe disease on the county level in the same way that we're seeing it on the state level amongst unvaccinated patients. Um, and and we're seeing that breakthrough cases are still recovering really, really well, um, despite age and even some potential underlying conditions on occasion. Yeah. San Miguel County, we have a, a pretty high rate of breakthrough cases compared to the state or the nation. It's something we're close to 30 percent of cases are breakthrough. Do we have any idea of like, why is that happening? Why are we at this decently higher number than the rest of the state when it comes to breakthroughs? Um, to speculate, <laughs> I, you know, our, our vaccination occurred amongst our older population, mostly if you're really looking at it at the end of February and throughout March, Um, if not early April. So in looking at the waning immunity data that is coming out around the booster support data, um, we're seeing waning immunity around that six six month mark, which most people in the county have 
potentially exceeded at this point now that we've hit November. Um, so speculating um, our high rate of breakthrough infections could be a result of our early and high vaccine uptake. Um, we have been, along with San Juan County, one of the highest county vaccination rates in the state since the beginning, since the rollout um, of the vaccines back in the winter. So San Juan County saw something very, very similar with a high rate of breakthrough cases leading ours actually. Um, so I believe they saw theirs starting around July and ours began a bit more in August. So um, as a small county that was able to vaccinate a population quickly, presumably it could be due to this waning immunity situation, which is another encouragement to go get your booster. Perfect. Um, Lindsay, is there any final thoughts you would like to leave with our listeners today? You bet your boots. Um, so we have expanded COVID testing. There are free opportunities on a daily basis between microgen and public health um, throughout the county. Uh, Norwood folks that are looking for a test Monday through Friday, the Uncompagre Medical Center is taking appointments for COVID testing. Um, if you're on the East End, you can also make an appointment with the UMC. Um, but the, the free COVID testing opportunities are going to be available on our COVID testing website. Uh, that'll be a bit.ly link, bit.ly forward slash SMC COVID testing. Um, additionally, we're, expand, we're continuing to expand our vaccine clinic opportunities. We have a fairly long wait list um, for boosters, which is wonderful. Continue um, staying on top of that. Next week, we go down to just one flu clinic. Public health will be closed for the holiday, including our contact tracing team, um, which I hope you all have a lovely Thanksgiving. Thank you for all your hard work, especially this week. Um, and then after that, the CDPHE vaccine bus will be back for the last um, few days in November and the first few days in December. And then we'll hit the ground running in December with a bunch of public health uh, vaccine opportunities with several types of dosages as well. So um, looking at booster doses for Moderna, pediatric doses for five to 11 year olds with Pfizer, and then just standard um, first and second and third doses of both Pfizer and Moderna. On that note, just quickly, what has, I mean, you mentioned obviously our vaccine uptake was really high in the county. What has it been feeling like for those five to 11 year olds? Does it feel like we're doing pretty well in the number of folks who are getting vaccinated or is there a little bit of a more reticence maybe to, to get the kiddos vaccinated? Yeah. So, you know, in, in discussing with a lot of parents over the last few weeks, um, we've been able to answer a lot of questions. And I think that that's one of the biggest things that is making parents a little bit hesitant. This age group is young, they're still developing. Um, but what we're seeing is that the, the vaccine protects from COVID, which has much more severe long-term consequences in reality than the vaccine that we're seeing at this point. So that's been studied in clinical trials um, and observed amongst a slightly older population as well. Um, uptake has been very strong. I don't have exact numbers on hand. I can get those over to you. Um, but I know many of that age group went to the CDPHE vaccine bus um, the first week that they were authorized, which is truly wonderful, um, a great way to protect our our kiddos going into the holiday season, especially. Um, and then this this week we had uptake, of course, for both of the public health clinics um, and have folks signed up for our later clinics as well. That'll happen uh, the second week in December. 
Amazing. Yeah. Um, well, Lindsay Mills, public information consultant for San Miguel County. Thank you so much for being here and sharing some like bleak, but also this is where we're at news. Yes, absolutely. Really anytime. Um, and should anyone have questions, please don't hesitate to visit us uh, on the COVID community webpage. Additionally, if you have questions, please don't hesitate to email us publichealth at sanmiguelcountyco.gov. Um, if you test home or test positive at home, please also don't hesitate to shoot us an email. Um, if you choose not to go through the state reporting system, you can come straight to us and that way we can gather your information um, and make sure that we're contact tracing effectively. Perfect. Um, listeners, that concludes our COVID noon update for today. It looks like we're, we're looking for a DJ at 1 p.m. So I can't tell you who's going to be coming up. But if you are a DJ and want to be that person, contact Ben. 3 p.m. It's New Orleans Road Trip with Lou Guru. 5 p.m. All Things Considered. And then at 6 p.m. we have the KOTO Community Radio News. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we will, we will not be back next week. We are also going to take the <laughs> Thanksgiving <laughs> off for the noon update. Um, but we will be back that first uh, week of December. Thank you so much for tuning in.